Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. We are blessed. If you have your Bible, Psalm 25. We're so glad that you're here in the house of the Lord on this Wednesday night. And wow, hasn't it been wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. He is the great God of glory. And he's here on Wednesday night at First Church in Kennett, Missouri. We are so grateful and so happy that you are here tonight. When we first started, I thought, wow, where's everybody at? Then people came trickling in and got here, and we, we got a great group tonight. We're so glad that you're here with us on this Wednesday night. Unto thee, O Lord, Psalm 25 begins, do I lift up my soul? Oh, my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph. Over me, How many of you are thankful to be victorious? Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. And then we've been talking about these couple of verses for some time now. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Anybody ever waited on somebody and they just never showed up and you just didn't get what you were looking for? I want you to know, when you wait on the Lord, you will renew your strength. You will mount up with wings as an eagle. You will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint. We're going to talk to you tonight from Psalm 25 again. And I ask that you help me ask the Lord to help us. God, I ask you tonight that you would allow me to speak your word and for hearts that are here that we will hear and be helped and be benefited and blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We've been talking for some time now about that we need to be shown and then we need to lead, and then we can teach. Before we can talk to people about what they should do, we must equip ourselves, and that's what we've been talking about doing. We must equip ourselves that we might show. We want Him to show us so that we might show them. And then once we are able to show them, then we are able to lead them. I think the last time we were talking about uh, this particular topic, we said that you cannot lead if you do not love. Love is a wonderful thing, and it's so Needed and necessary, essential in order for us to be what we need to be to and through Him. We need to allow God's love. The Bible talks about that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Spirit. We want the love of God. I've talked to many people. There have been multiple people that have come. And a lot of the time that we talk to our guests in the Guest Welcome Center, their first visit here, they talk about the love that they feel here, the kindness and the uh, the way that they, they have so many people that are so friendly to them. I just want to brag on First Church and tell you, you all are awesome at showing people love. That's what we want to continue to do. It's impossible to teach if you haven't been shown and you're not showing and you're not leading. You can teach, but it won't be effective unless you are someone that leads with love. And we've talked about the things that are needed 
the things that are necessary in order to show. If you'll remember, I know that somewhere in her notes, Sister Tina has, that we need to be a constant learner, we need to be dependable, we need to be a self-starter, and we need to be principled. And Sister B, if you're, if you're following along, you were wondering what the DPP was. We've talked and, uh, we've, we've mentioned how many, uh, of us have, have heard that we have to be disciplined, we have to be passionate, and we have to be perseverant. So those are the three things that we talked about last time. So the four things that we have to be are constant learner, dependable, self-starter, and principle, and then disciplined, we have to be passionate, and we have to be perseverant. Then, once we have developed these traits and characteristics, then we are able to show. We are able to show. He shows us because what the Lord, the Lord is all this and more. He is our perfect example as to what we can be and what we should be and then we make application and become like him. Once we do that then we are able to lead and we want to lead people. He says lead me into thy truth. You don't cram truth down anyone's throat and they digest it. We lead people to truth and we lead people to truth by having all of the characteristics that I've mentioned. What we do when we lead people to truth, we recognize that as a leader, we are we are not just simply task-oriented. It's not like that we say, we got to do this. We have to check this box. I went to church, check. I paid my tithe, check. I gave in the offer, check. I prayed an hour today, check. You it's not, you're not just going through a list of things that you have to do. You know, I've, I've always said this, that it's hard to live for God easy, but it's easy to live for God hard. When you do it because you love God, if you're doing it because you're trying to just check a box and complete a task, you're never going to be what you need to be. But if you'll just fall in love with Jesus and do what He wants you to do, it will be so much easier on you and you'll help so many more people. People want to see Him in you. I mentioned this, I believe, one of the last couple times that I talked. As I've been reviewing the topic, I've been hearing the things that I've said and, and, and want to make application. I want to try to be better than I am. The biggest room in the house is the room for improvement. You may be, hear what I'm saying to you tonight. It sounds cliche-ish, but it's true. You may be the only Bible that some people read. There's a lot of people that won't pick this book up, but they'll watch you. What will they see when they see me? I hope they see him. I know that I want to, I want to be a leader. I don't want to just do what I'm doing so that I can check a box and complete a task. You see, leaders don't just complete tasks. They equip people. That's what we need to do. You know, it's not enough to lead someone to Him and then just leave them there. We don't bring somebody, lead them to the altar and say, Good luck, I hope you make it the rest of the way. Nobody has a baby and leaves that baby in the hospital and says, Well, I hope everything's okay. No, we have the opportunity to lead people to the Lord and then we show them 
the things that he would have us show them. And the best way to show them is to lead by example and people equip. Equip people. Here's what leaders do. Leaders plan, leaders cast vision, and leaders equip. I would like for all of us to become leaders of people. Lead people to him. And the best way that you can do that is work a plan. If you plan, if you fail to plan, then plan to fail. It's something that it's important for you to have a plan. If you're not planning on making contact with somebody, it doesn't just happen. You have to plan on making contact with someone. Say, I'm planning on reaching out to this individual. Make a plan. Think of how many of you know that we often give you an opportunity to lift your hand if you have a lost loved one. I believe it's important to do that and we ought to pray. But we ought to have more than just prayer. We ought to plan. We ought to plan a way. Say, hey, you know what? We got the kids Christmas program. Brother Casey, that'd be a great time to invite somebody to the house of the Lord. I heard about somebody that came to watch a KCA play and now their life's never been the same. I got a feeling somebody had that planned out. I got a feeling somebody was thinking if we can get Kevin and Judy to, to the to this Christmas play, there's, there's no telling what's going to happen in them and look what the Lord has done. Thank God somebody planned that. You need to be planning away. Did you... Already thinking about Easter. Did you know if you'll invite somebody to Easter, they'll come with you? Did you know that? People come to Easter if they don't come to anything else. And I, I think it'd be great to introduce them to the Easter experience. Show them through your worship the death, burial, and resurrection power. And then let God do what He does. We do what we do. And then He does what He does. So we should... Have a plan as people that are going to show and lead. We should have a plan. And this vision casting, really, what is that? You know what I believe? Vision casting is speaking things that are not yet as though they are. Say, I believe 2023. Now, if I heard you right, Keith, you said 2023. When you first said it, I thought you said, thank God for 2003. That's what I heard. And I didn't know what that meant. But then I started thinking, it's because I'm deaf that I didn't hear you said 2023. What you're doing is you're speaking a word of faith that this coming year is going to be your best year yet. I think that's what all of us should be doing. I think all of us should be... But pastor, you don't know how bad it is. You don't know how difficult it is. You don't know what I'm going through. I understand all of that, but I also know that we have the power of life and death in our tongue. We need to say things and say them with faith and say... Just like he's 2023 is going to be the best year yet. Is there anybody that wants you to just declare that? You want to cast a vision? You want to say 2023 for me is going to be the best year yet. I say it. I believe it in Jesus tonight. That's what leaders do. I don't want somebody leading me if they're going to tell me how bad that it is. Oh, singing the blues. Now, I know that's big business, and they wanted to write crying the beer songs. I got no intention of ever hearing country music and really getting into it. I, if, that's your, if that's your genre, I say, 
God help you. I just want to be talking about the goodness. I, I'll, I'll sing this song. I don't know if it's country or, or, or not, but that song we were singing tonight, I'm all about singing that one, uh, that His goodness is running after me. If they can make that to a country tune, God love them, I'll sing the country tune version. I'm just wanting somebody to know today that I'm not going to speak negative. I'm not going to be negative. I'm not going to share negativity. We're not going to sing the blues. We are going to talk about the goodness of God we're going to celebrate what God's going to do and we're going to say it's going to be bigger it's going to be better it's going to be brighter is there anybody that wants to believe that God wants to do more for you than he did in 22 in 23 and say with me it's going to be my best year yet cast that vision show somebody that path lead somebody down that Man, it doesn't take long for people to get depressed if they pick up a newspaper, if they still have those, if they watch TV, if they listen to the radio, if they check their email, if they look on YouTube. It doesn't take long to figure out this world is not getting better. It's getting worse. But God, the darker the night, the brighter the light. Man, I feel like I'm preaching. I don't know. Maybe it's a treaching night. I'm just glad that I know a God that's going to make my tomorrow better than my yesterday. That's the kind of person you need to be. Is somebody that's speaking faith. Whenever I'm uh, having a difficult day or I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with something, I don't call people and talk to people that are going to just say, oh yeah, it's bad and it's going to get worse and if you think that's bad, you ought to... No, I want to talk to somebody that says, it's going to be alright. Everything's going to be... I got a feeling. Maybe I ought to just, just think about Brother Casey just up here. Down. I got a feeling everything's going to be alright. If Brother Casey can get up here and sing, I got a feeling everything's going to be alright when he's retiring and doesn't know what tomorrow holds. He testified tonight that when you speak a word of faith, God comes through for you. That's what you ought to be. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you and me. So that's what leaders do. They, they plan, they vision cast, and they equip. They equip people. My wife and I were talking about a situation where it would have been easy to not be kind. It would have been easy to um, not been generous. Um, but we, we talked and we were like, you know what? Everybody that we come in contact with, let's try to leave them better. You ought to try to leave everybody better that you come in contact with. Put a tool in their hand. Show them grace. Show them what love looks like. You put these tools, grace and love and goodness. Put, put, these, put these tools in people's hand and equip them to become better. You know, there's, there's, there, there's enough bad in the world. Anybody ever just come in contact with somebody that was having a bad day? You know what I'm saying? You, you can maybe even just, Sister Lula Bell, just one of those smiles. You know what I'm saying? Just give them a little smile. I, I, I got a feeling that if you just give them a little smile, that may, put that tool of a smile, you know. You can look them in the eye and say, I remember when gas was a dime a gallon and I didn't have a dime. And if it ever gets back to $4 and I hope it don't, I'll be glad I got $4 to put a gallon in there. Give them something like that. Just give them something positive. Put tools in people's hands. Put tools in people's lives that they can be better than they were. Look at your neighbor and say, be positive, have a plan. 
put a tool in someone's life. Equip. Equip them. Equip them. Now there's just there's just a couple more. I know it's 7.59, but just give me a couple, just a little more time. Just I'm, I want to just finish this particular train of thought here, okay? So this is, we're talking about how we can lead people. And um, one of the things that I think is so important in leading people is for me to be grateful. I think that we, we talked a lot about it and it seems like, well, well, pastor, I mean, you know, Thanksgiving was last month, so let's just leave that there. No, I think that tis the season to be Jolly? Okay, go ahead. Be jolly. You know what would make me jolly? If everybody would be grateful. Be grateful. I mean, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. We were talking about the the goodness of God. And really, it, it starts with salvation. It starts with salvation. Because without God, There isn't hope. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through. Brother Ricky, I don't ever want to forget. I don't ever want to forget. I don't ever want to not be thankful for the fact that he died that I might live. That he went through what he went through. That gruesome scene of the cross, Brother Clyde. He went through all of that for me. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for the ungodly. That's what the Bible said. And if you can't think of anything else to be grateful for, think of the goodness of God and what he did for you so that you can have what you can have. I get to go to heaven because he went through hell. Did anybody hear what I just said? I get to go to heaven because he went through hell. And I don't ever want to take that for granted. I think it happens too often. We just take for granted the, the gift of God. You know, I talked to the, to the students today about the greatest gift. You know, when you think about what they brought, what they brought to him, frankincense, gold, and myrrh, all those, those things that they're, they're worth, the most important gift that they gave was the first gift that they gave. And the Bible says that they fell down and worshipped him. They gave them to him. That's what he wants. Me, my gift is me. I can't wait to hear that song Sunday. That's one of my favorite ones that the kids do. It's going to be awesome. That's what we need to be, is giving to him. So the next, the next thing, and i got two more, okay? I've got two more that I'm going to talk to you about, and it's 8.02, and I have two more. Observant. Observant. That, you say, what are you talking Be observant. There are some people that don't have a clue. And you don't need to be that person. You need to be observant. I just ask, have you ever seen anybody having a bad day? If you're not observant, I've been guilty of this. I've been been doing my own thing. Has anybody ever been lost in your own world and you just, you, you know what I'm talking about? You're just lost in your own world and you're not thinking about any, but when you are someone that's trying to lead people to him, you have to be observant. You have to see. Sister Butler, you have to pay attention to people. Has anybody ever been talking to somebody and you're talking to them and as soon as you say something, it sparks a thought in their mind and they hear nothing you say. They just can't wait for you to quit talking so they can tell you their story. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Try this. Try 
listening sometimes. Listening to actually what the people are saying. Be observant, Brother Clyde. Understand that there are going to be some people that you come in contact with that they need you to just understand they're having a difficult day and what a kind word could be. I don't know that there's a kinder guy than Brother Clyde. I, I want to be kind like Brother Clyde. You know, I just, I, I think that would be, that would be so wonderful because, you know, that's really what this world needs. They need people to smile. Just, it doesn't cost anything. From what I understand, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. And there's people really working out often. I want to smile a while and give my face a rest. Raise my hands to the one. Okay, I got one more. And this is going to be the last one. This is going to be the last one that we talk about tonight, okay? Be a question asker. How many of you have ever had a question that you wanted to ask, but you were afraid to ask? Anybody ever? I was afraid to ask that one, but I'm going to go ahead and just ask. Is there anybody that ever, you know, I, I remember, I remember one of my favorite teachers said this. There's never a dumb question except the one you didn't ask. You need to ask questions. If you don't know, if you don't know, ask questions. It's the way you find out. It's the way it's observant people want to know. They want to know, have you ever asked somebody how they're doing and you had no intention of wanting to find out how they were doing? Anybody ever asked somebody how they're doing and they told you and you were like, whoa, I wasn't too observant or else I wouldn't ask that question. Question askers are ones that learn. And we cannot lead effectively if we do not learn. How many of you remember we're supposed to be constant learners? And there's a way to learn and that's ask questions. I want to ask a question of you. Would you be willing to help me pray that God would make me a better person to lead others to him. And if you are, I'd like to do the same for you. Why don't we pray together? Father, tonight I ask you to help us. God, we want to be better equipped. We want to be able to equip others. We want to, God, we want to be what you want us to be. We want to show others. And through watching you and doing what you do and being observant and asking questions, you can help us to lead others to you, to truth. Help me to lead others to truth that they might know what I know. I'm so glad I have a, a revelation of the mighty God in Christ. I'm so thankful that I know, I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which he's committed unto me against that day. I pray it for everybody in this place. In Jesus' name and the church said, amen. God bless you. Have a great night. Thanks for the extra six minutes.